Hi guys and welcome back to the Softball Girls Podcast. Today we're going to be reviewing our this weekend's tournament results which sadly didn't come out very well and we're going to be talking about what we learned in new drills and what we will be doing this week for softball. So let's jump right into that and see what happens. Okay. So, Sophie's going to start off by giving you our tournament results, starting with our game on Friday, and then I'll tell you a few of our other games. So, unfortunately, we didn't do very well in our tournament, but Sophie's going to give you the score for our first game. For our first game, we sadly lost 15-1. to Not the best, but at least we had fun, and we only made it to about the third inning, so, yeah. Yes, our tournaments are timed, and they're only an hour and 20 minutes, so we only made it to the third inning, and that was kind of sad, but we really only, like, I think the highest inning we made it to in all of our games was four, maybe we made it to the fifth inning, but you really don't have that much time when you're limited to under an hour and a half to get a full game in. We'd probably need at least two hours especially considering how the games went and the teams we're going against definitely would need more time to complete the games maybe the outcome would have come out different but it's not how the tournaments work so um anyway so now we'll be telling you what positions we played during the game um i played center and was the leadoff batter I was the pitcher, did a little bit of third base. I was the fifth batter in the first and second, along with our third game and our fourth game, our last game. Yesterday, I was the sixth batter. Anyways, our results for our second game. Our second game, we sadly lost. Again, just so you guys know, we didn't win any of our games, but... Our second game, we lost 17 to 1. Yeah, 17 to 1. And that was kind of sad, but that was pretty much roughly our score for our other game as well. Our last game, we did do a little bit better, though. Sophie, what was our results for the third game? I'm pretty sure the results for our third game (coughs) was um, 15 to 4, I believe. Uh, yes, our third game, we did get 15-4, to four, and in our final game, we ended up, I believe, 10-5, to 9-5? to 9-3, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. I think it was actually more like 11-3, we really, we got crushed in all our games, it was kind of yeah. sad, but hopefully we get better. Anyways, let's move it along from our tournament results and i'm going to be telling you a few drills and after i tell you the drills sophie will start you off with a tip trick and strategy in our next section so let's move along to the drills and we'll be back with sophie's tips tricks and tips just after that and yeah okay okay let's go get on to those tips tricks and strategies sophie why don't you start with a hitting tip trick or strategy okay so for hitting it is um hard for me because um my coach just switched me from uh righty to a lefty 
and so we have a lot of drills. Um, Courtney's is very good for, to stop your hand from rolling over. Our coach taught us that. Oh, thank you. All right, now here is a tip, trick, or strategy for hitting that I just um, thought of. So when I just started switching to lefty hitter, um, my hand, sometimes when I swung, it was kind of like a golf club. And so it's like I'm swinging a golf club, which you don't want for your swing to look like that at all. Yes, uh, it happens. Usually when you're switch hitting, sometimes you tend to dip your bat. Not so specifically, just any switch hitter if you're younger age. So continue with your point, Sophie. Yes, so my point is when that happens, something that might not help you, but it definitely helped me is so when your hands are normally on the bat, lefty or righty, they're not touching fully the bottom of the bat. They're up a little. Isn't that right, Courtney? Yes, because if you choke up on the bat more, it gives you more control of the bat. And also, it could, dipping could be caused if maybe your bat's too heavy, but if it's not the case, definitely hold up more. It will give you more control of the bat because sometimes if your hands are down, the bat kind of weighs you down. Yes, and so that is the case for some people that it's too heavy. But um, if it's not the case, sometimes this actually helps me. So I'm not going to do this in a game, definitely. Um, but when I'm practicing, you maybe want to try putting your hands fully on the bottom of the bat. And sometimes that actually helped me get my swing a little better because that's what I thought. Um, but after you keep doing that, your regular swing where your hands aren't touching the bottom, it's going to be straight, more straight. And um, I noticed that when I was practicing on the tee before. And then my coach, I, the next day I went to practice and did that. And my coach um, surprisingly actually noticed. And he's like, wow, your swing looks a lot better, Sophie. Yes, so we're not going to do a tip trick and strategy for every category today. So Sophie's going to give you a fielding tip trick or strategy now. Sophie, anything you want to share being a center fielder? So before Sophie says anything, Sophie is main, Sophie pretty much only plays center field on our club team. She's fast and gets to the ball, and I think she has a really good strategy just going to give you a little part of it here. Whenever there's another fielder who gets the ball past them, it's good to try to back them up and get the ball behind them, especially if they're a slower person who can't get to the ball quick enough. Definitely, you're going to want to try to help them out there and try to get to the ball. Sophie, any is that a tip you'd like to give? Yeah, sure. I'll give you a little bit more information. <coughs> Excuse about, me. I'll give you a little more information about that. So, yeah, I'm a center fielder in both 10U and 12U. The tournament I just did, I got called to 12U, but um, in 10U, I'm a center fielder. Center fielder in the outfield is the most important position. Center fielder is always one of the fastest on the team because center fielders have to get to the other outfielders much quicker. Say there was a right fielder, um, you got in the ball is going to get past them. you got to be right there backing them up. If just in case it does happen, and you have to do that with both the right and left fielder, and 
the center fielder, here's what my coach said. He says the center fielder is the boss of the outfield because if there's a ball, pop, fly, um, hit to right or left, center fielder has the capability to just go, skip right in front of the left or right fielder, and call the ball. If you call the ball, um, which we say is ball, 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 that's our um, thing for when we're calling the ball. Um, when you say that, the other person has to get out of your way. So center fielder has a capability to do that, and they always have to be backing up the other outfielders too. So that is basically one of my tips for center field. So two pretty good tips, tricks, and or strategies today and we've already covered our tournament results our drills and tips tricks and strategies so now we're going to move along to our little segment on what we're going to be doing this week what our practices are what's going to happen if we have any games stuff like that okay let's move right along into that right now okay Okay, so we don't have any games coming up. We just finished our Columbus Day tournament this weekend. That's what we had. And in two weekends, we have our Halloween tournament, 22nd, 3rd, and 4th. So we don't have any upcoming games other than that. And that's going to be our last tournament until spring or summer. Our coach is most likely going to sign us up for the April Fool's tournament. But then we really don't have any other than summer. In summer, I have tournaments every other weekend. Sophie has three tournaments, maybe two, I believe, two tournaments. Anyways, back to our things we're doing this week. So I actually have practices on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Sophie has practices on Saturdays too and she actually has a practice tonight because she has them every Monday. So, yeah, we're going to that tonight. I usually go to help out there. I I usually help out in first base. And Sophie, obviously, like we said, usually plays center. Anyways, back to what we were saying. Other than our practices, we don't have anything upcoming this week because, yeah, we just really don't have anything upcoming this week. So, this podcast is going to get cut a little bit short today because we need to wrap it up a little but we're gonna move along here Sophie wants me to tell you she also plays second base but she mainly plays center as I'm saying she doesn't really play second base in any of the games she plays center but anyways we have nothing new this week other than our practices uh I hope we do pretty well in practices nothing goes wrong But other than that, there's really nothing else. So we're going to move on to our last section for this podcast. And let's jump right into that now. 
So guys, we're gonna go back to some drills now. I think we already did this drill in another video, but it's really helpful, so I'm gonna mention it again. It's take a tennis ball. Well, it doesn't have to be a tennis ball. It could be a softball, a baseball, a golf ball, a basketball, a stress ball. Uh, it could be a football. It could really be any ball, but all you do is stand there. That's not all you do this whole drill. But you kind of have to have a partner. I mean, I guess you could do it to yourself, but it'd be kind of difficult. You have a partner, and they throw it to your forehand, but you have to catch it with your glove hand, so left hand if you're righty, right hand if you're a lefty. And you, they throw it to your forehand, so your left side, you catch it. They throw it to, You throw it back to them, too, if they want to do that. Throw them to the forehand, and you just mirror what they're doing. They throw it to your backhand throw it to their backhand, low forehand, so with your gloves scooping it, their low forehand, low backhand, low backhand, and then right at your nose, or pretty much just a ball thrown straight at you. That's a really good drill, because a lot of times when you're catching, not like for a pitch, you're just catching in a game, or practicing, or just playing catch with someone, people catch it the wrong way and they don't sometimes it's hard to know which way to catch it like if it's at your waist do you catch it like a scoop or do you catch it the regular way it's kind of hard to tell sometimes so this drill really helps you get a better understanding of stuff like that and it's a really good practice for just plain old catching sometimes just throwing the ball playing catch can get a little boring so this can kind of spice it up a little give you something to have a little fun with so probably one more drill I'd say, probably this is a hitting drill, it's really good, and it's kind of related to our first episode where we mentioned we just got a new hitting slash pitching net, so this is a really good drill to do with the net, so obviously soft toss you can do even without the net, you probably want to use like lighter balls like a squish ball or a little plastic ball, something like that, something that wouldn't go very far, but this is a pretty good drill for just hitting in general, so you kind of want to have a net for this one specifically, but it really doesn't matter, I mean, it'd probably be better with a net though, so this one is kind of similar to soft toss, you stand there in the position and someone throws the ball to you. You hit it, but you have to go in the steps of hitting. So first you take a step. So this one, you just hit it with. You just take a step as they throw it at you. The second one, you take a step and you swing. And there's different ways you can interpret it or adapt it or do it a different way. For example, sometimes I like to practice it just using my arms. If you want to practice your arm strength, maybe you don't have as powerful arms as you do legs. A good one is to just not step at all. Keep your feet planted and swing. That can really give you a good 
like a base there and it was build up your arm strength or maybe you you use too much of your arms like i tend to do sometimes if you want to use more of your legs then a good drill is what i'm about to tell you so kind of going off the drill i just gave you a good one to do when you're practicing or something like that is to you when you need to use your legs more kind of take make sure you're taking a really big step in practice like an exaggerated step you almost definitely would not do in a game like a really big step like pitching in baseball take a really big step like the drill i was talking about earlier for pitching in softball you just want to take a really big step and that's going to help you build up your leg power and then by the time you get to the game and you're taking a regular step it'll feel more powerful because you've just been practicing with that nice big stride and step okay so that's about all the time we have but we do have another drill sophie is going to share and it is a fielding drill kind of like the ones i was giving we were giving you earlier when the ball gets past you want to kind of help them out in the outfield and drop and block it's going to be a fielding drill similar to that and sophie what's the drill okay so when i'm in the infield um and i'm normally playing second but when we're at practice for safety, we um, rotate. So I'd either be at um, second, third, or short. First, we normally have someone who sticks there. We don't switch positions there. We don't switch positions at catcher too often or at pitcher too often. But um, here, I'm not going to tell you the story my coach told me, but... Um, it's about his daughter. I'm not going to tell you the exact story because I'd take too long. But, um, so here's something to think of when you're playing third, short, or second. Doesn't really matter. Um, when you're playing at a position, my coach, um, says, like, be ready for a ball hit. Hit, um, and then he'll go, he'll lift his nose up like a pig and go, oink, 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 oink. Um, for, um, a pig, he wants you to act like a pig, and he doesn't care if you're at third, and when you get the ball, you finish right next to the first baseman. That's what he actually wants. He'd congratulate you if you started at third base, grabbed a ball, and made the play, and at the end of the play, you were standing right next to the first first baseman, and you were, like, a foot away from him, and you made the play by just a slip. He would actually um, really like that because there's a story about his daughter and the shortstop, he stunk, um, and he always told his daughter to run in front of the shortstop um, and um, grab the ball like a pig and throw it to first. So yeah, that's um, a good thing to think of when you're playing third short or um second which is what where i'm normally playing either set center or second but yeah so think like a pig <laughs> all right courtney so that wasn't really a drill but it was kind of good strategy but 
before we end this episode, because we're kind of coming near our ending time here, I want to mention one last drill I thought about. So this is a fielding drill as well. And when you're fielding, this one's also more like a tip, more like more than a tip than a drill. But when you're fielding, you really want to make sure the ball is not going through your legs. I mean, that's why we are mentioning the drop and block earlier. And yes, the outfielders are going to be there to back to back you up, but still, you really have to b- make sure you're, get, you're getting in front of the ball and you're feeling it right and you're not letting it go through your legs or past you. Un- understandably, if you dive for a ball and it's just too far and you can't get it and it goes past you, that's okay because your outfielders will be there to back you up. But you really need to make sure you're there for everyone. So you really want to make sure you're keeping the ball in the infield. Because if it gets in the outfield, they're almost definitely going to be safe. uh, Other than if it's right field, hard hit to right field, they have a chance being at it one. But it's really more probable that they're going to be safe. So you really have to try to keep it in the infield. Even if that means diving for the ball and not making the out. Because even if you don't make the out, you kept it in the infield. And that kept the runner from going to another base. Because you'd rather keep the ball in the infield than have the runner running around the bases. That's really much better. So, one more thing before we end. And that's pretty much all for this episode. So, one more thing. And that's the end. So, guys, the last thing I wanted to say is thanks for listening to our podcast. Being subscribers or listeners has really helped us out. We're hoping to get more of you guys because if we get 50 listeners, we will get a sponsor. But, you know, leave us a video message if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns. We'll be checking those. Just leave us a video message on Anchor or on our Anchor website or anything like that, you can email us, send our softball girls email that I left in the description, I believe, but thank you guys for watching, I mean, well, listening, and you guys really have brought our, brought our podcast up a little from when we started a few months ago, actually, so thank you guys, and hope you guys like our podcast and keep watching, or listening, well, Thanks again, and we'll see you in our next episode, which will be by the end of this week, probably Thursday or Friday, after our two practices, and then one back on Monday or Tuesday. So bye, guys, and thanks for listening. Bye.